0: Well, how many is blessed in the Lord? Amen. Amen. I heard a few on this side. How about let's try over here. How many is blessed in the Lord? <laughs> Amen. Some of you said blessed and highly flavored. Or I, I know highly favored, but highly flavored. Yes, because you're the salt of the earth. Amen. What good is it if the salt loses its flavor or savor? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, last week we talked about the uh, woman who was caught in the act of adultery. We talked out of John chapter 8. And we were dealing with her and, and how those who was ready to throw a stone at her and accuse her uh, of her sin. You know, Jesus said those without sin cast the first stone. Amen? Is that what he said? Amen. All right. So we'll make sure we're all on the same page. Amen. Good. Any who is without sin cast the first stone. But we're going to continue on in a different vein, and we're going to come from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and we're going to still deal with the that issue when he said go and sin no more. But we're going to talk about it in a a different light. Amen? Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and we're going to hit different passages of Scripture. And we're going to look at verse 9. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9. Father God, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for speaking through me, Lord. We thank you for being glorified and lifted up that we won't just be hearers or readers of the word, but we'll also be doers of the word. And um, as we sang in the song, Lord, that our spirit will yield. May our spirit yield, Lord, to you. That we receive with meekness the word of the Lord, as it says in James chapter 1. The engrafted where, which is able to save our souls amen. and keep us yes. <laughs> in Jesus' name, yes, Jesus. Amen. amen. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, say, don't be deceived. Amen. Why? Because it reads on as it says this Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Okay? These are people, now, these are people who practice. We were talking about practicing and living a purposeful life of sin. Amen. We were talking about people—people people who live like this. He and he's referring to people, not to a person who's born again and 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 caught up in an, an act of uh, adultery. Because it says adulterers, and then some people say, "Oh man, because I've done that," and I, after being born again, and they think, "Oh well, guess I, I um and and I think I repented of it," but. Maybe now I can't go to heaven. These are talking about people who are not born again, who love and enjoy this lifestyle. Okay? Who practices it every day. The unredeemed, the, 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 those who are not righteous, they love it and enjoy this lifestyle. They practice it. Amen? Okay. Uh, there's grace and the blood of Jesus for salvation and after salvation. Amen? Okay. Okay. But these are talking about people who live this way. The Spirit of God does not dwell inside of them. Now, read on with verse verse 11 says, so he said all of that, but he follows up with verse 11 and says, As such were, were," past tense, were were Were. some of you, were some of you, but you are washed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, that but conjunction, But you are sanctified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you are justified yes. in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. Hallelujah. You were those things, but now you are washed. But now you are sanctified but now you are justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of our god hallelujah by the precious blood of jesus christ he's washed your sins away you were those things but now this is who you are and this is how you should live amen Oh, hallelujah, that you are changed and, and, and that he has brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay. Yes. Yes. Amen. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. And then verse 12 says, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any uh, meats. And some of you says food, Right. Uh, for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. But the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord there you go. and the Lord for the body. Amen. And he, he wanted to highlight that because the Apostle Paul, when he was dealing with some of the churches in Corinth, it was a mess. You read through there, haven't you? It was a total mess. And, and, and a lot of the Christians... Um, we're still having to, and learning to, and, and, and coming to the understanding. See, Paul had to address these issues because it was a situation and what you call a spiritual crisis going on in there. And we'll go back over to the previous chapter, too, here of why this all started. And he had to speak to these issues because if he did not, that, the, I mean, these local church bodies in the communities that they were in and, and places of gathering, would be totally destroyed. And and so this is why he had to help them understand, you are saved. That's how you lived in your past life. So now since you came into a relationship with Christ, you cannot live in sin and allow these things in your life. Amen. Amen. You can't live this way because you now belong to Christ. You've been changed. The Holy Spirit lives within you. You've been given a new nature. And, and, you have to, and, and we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Every day, it doesn't matter whether uh, you, you're, you're six years old and you gave your life to Christ or whether you're, you're 99. You always have to renew your mind in the Word of God. There was a preacher that said, he stood up in this uh, convention uh, that another pastor was sharing about. Um, I think you watched that video, right? And he said, my life will not be conformed uh, confined to the four corners of this book no more. We need a gospel that's now more inclusive and more loving and more accepting. Paraphrase. So in other words, no. That's what he's saying. He's shunning the word of God. He's divorcing himself from the word of God. When you divorce yourself from the scriptures and you are not in agreement and choose not to walk in alignment with what the word of God says, you are going about to establish your own understanding and your own righteousness, which leads unto death and destruction. There is a way that was the scripture say there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end is what Death. Death. death thereof. And this is sad. And so look at verse 14. It says, And God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know you not that... He which is joined to the harlot is one body, for two saith he shall be one flesh. You know, when a husband and wife come together to consummate, they are, you know, that's the physical expression of becoming one flesh. Amen? Amen? And he's saying because you're born again, you have no business participating in all those sexual acts and and doing those things. You're you're married to Christ. You're joined with Christ. Your body is the temple of the living God. And this is why it's important, you know, and we hear today, it seems like it's okay. And, you know, that they say, well, let's live together before we get married just to test the waters and see how it will be. You know, you see that today. Right? Let's 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 just do a test run and let's just see first because I don't know, you know, (laughs) how the future may look. So let's just live together and see how it may be. Right? But but that's the and that's the normal thing. Living like you're married, and then you say, Well, let's but you know, it's good that you be married, you know, if you're enjoying the benefits of a married person or or living like that, then and if you feel like this is the one you're gonna be with the rest of your life, be married or live in your separate houses, right? And, you know, whether some of you, you know, us been there or not, that's in the past. All is new under Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 But we have to still reinforce the word of God. We have to reinforce holiness. Amen. Amen. We have to reinforce. Why? Because the Bible says, give no place to the devil. Give no place to the devil. And also the scripture says to avoid every appearance of evil. Right. And so... Verse 16, verse 17 says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Which also goes in agreement with 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or creation. Amen. Old things have what? Away. And all things have become new. Old things have. And all things have become new. new. One more time. Old things have. And all things have become new. new. Yes, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's why when Christ comes and lives on the inside, he gives you a new nature. Yes, though we live in the flesh, we don't walk after the flesh, but the flesh, uh, th- this, this sinful nature. See, it has to take the back seat so that Christ can take the front seat. Amen. Amen. That's why Romans 6 says, Reckon or account yourselves to be dead to sin. Why? Because you are alive in Christ Jesus by the shedding of His precious blood. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are alive in Christ Jesus. So so when we put put off the old man, as the scripture says, and put on the new man, it's coming to an understanding that we, an understanding who we are in Christ Jesus, that we cannot live as uh, the unrighteous did, darkened in the alienation of their mind, how they thought and lived a certain way you have the mind of christ you have the spirit of god you have been washed with the precious blood of jesus christ you have been given the spirit of regeneration hallelujah and so now well how do i live well paul's coming to reinforce to them this is how you live and walk ye therein amen Amen. are you going to be perfect no there's no such thing as sinless perfection, but every day we're striving and pressing towards the mark, amen, We want to, to be more like Christ Jesus. Do, the scripture says, though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up. Yes, you're going to stumble at times, but your position is as though your feet may touch sin, you're not to stay in it you got to get up. Lord, forgive me of my, my bad attitude. Forgive me of my anger. Forgive me, Lord, for, for, for just telling my neighbor off for throwing their trash in my yard or whatever it is. Forgive me, Lord. Lord, I'm sorry. Get up now. Get up. Keep walking. That's right. Why? Oh, see, people think, oh, man, because I, I, made, I made one sin, I'm going to have to get saved and born again all over again. No. No. It's But, it's, it, but, but there's people out there who think like that. I've talked to many. I'm like, no. First John chapter 1, verse 9. If you, and it pertains to believers. If you confess your sin, he is faithful in? To what? Forgive. And to cleanse. Amen. What? From all. All. Uh, all. all. Three quarters? No. A half? All, all unrighteousness. Yes. Because even after salvation, we as children of God will need his forgiveness yes. and his mercy. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And if you say you don't sin, you're yes, and if the scripture says, if you say you don't sin, you are a liar. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen? So it's telling them, he's trying to teach these converts. He's saying, hey, listen, you can't live this way. Why? Because he's letting them know who they are now in Christ. Verse 17 says, or verse 18 says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. He says, stay away from that. Abstain that. Verse 19, what? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is is in you and which you have of God, and you are not your own? You don't belong to yourself. Amen? Amen. Why? Why don't you belong to yourself? Verse 20 says this. For you are what? Bought Bought with a what? How did he purchase us? With, amen. For the glory of God in His blood. Amen. That is His blood. Yes, that's the answer I'm looking for. You are bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 20 says, For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We want to live a lifestyle that brings God glory, not shame. And there's a scripture I'm trying to think offhand. Hannah says, as becoming Christians, let not these things be named amongst you. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. Don't let these, those, don't, let, don't let those things be named amongst you. If you name the name of Jesus Christ, and matter of fact, if you're going to say you're going to live, if you choose to live that way. That's yes. <laughs> yeah. You can't just, you know, why? You don't have the spirit of God living on the inside of you. As I said before, and I've said, there's this preacher who said you should uh, don't preach against sin because it gives people an inferiority complex. Now think about that. He said don't preach against sin. Seeker sensitive churches. Don't mention the blood of Jesus. Don't mention the cross. Some, 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 one author said, take the crosses down out of the church. Don't preach on the blood of Jesus because it's a gory, messy gospel. Well, it had to be because our lives was a mess, and it took the blood of Jesus to purify and to cleanse us from all sin. This is why Jesus Christ came, was on account of sin. Amen. And in amen, and and his blood to make the atonement for all sins. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sins. Amen. Without this precious, the blood of Jesus, there would be no remission of sin. And this is why Jesus had to do the, 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 the heavy lifting at the cross. Amen. He did all the hard work for us. So that we by faith could just enter in and receive and, 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 and make Him Lord of our lives. Oh, through the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus that washes us and cleanses us. And if we, Lord, help us if we are ever ashamed of the blood of Jesus. God, help us if we ever get ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When God has delivered us and brought us from so much, and then we are ashamed to tell our testimony. We are ashamed to show uh, to tell people about what the scripture says that we will water down the gospel as it is preached in some churches that we would dilute the word or, and even pollute and twist the word because we don't want to offend nobody through the scripture but we want to make it as comforting as inviting as in, as welcoming let me tell you when you preach the word of god it does its job all by itself when you tell somebody because every single one of you are ministers of the gospel amen Amen, Pastor Terry. Amen. Every single one of you are ministers. You are preachers too. You may not be called to the fi- uh, the pulpit to preach, but everywhere you go is a pulpit. Everywhere you teach, you have been giving the uh, the the ministry of reconciliation, as the Scripture says, to preach, to proclaim, to 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 tell others about Jesus Christ, Amen. to be the witnesses. Amen. Amen, to be the witnesses of the Lord. Yes. So. Should we take sin seriously? Yes, we should. Should we as Christians have a healthy hatred for sin and never become comfortable with it? Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. Well, you you don't never want to become comfortable as a believer with sin. And and I could just hear a... um, a secret sensitive or an uh, emerging church pastor coming across this message right now like, don't say that word. <laughs> don't say sin. Well, it's in the Bible over 800 times. Sin, sinneth, sinning, sinner. <laughs> Sinist. Right? Over and over and over. So yes, we should have a healthy hatred for sin, but see, we see now in the church today that People, some are starting to love what God hates and hate what God loves. That's why, and I was looking at something just yesterday, how you have in some different denominations, not just one, different ones. Some that are even non-denominational, just many different ones. Many. Where they are okay with things that God disapproves of. They were having, I mean, drag shows in the church. And people standing up and cheering and clapping. Oh, watch this. And the man who said, I don't want my life to be confined by the form. And this was at a, a pastor's convention. I don't want my life to be confined by the four corners of this Bible. The pastor said he thought the response would be a correction from the ministers for his rejection of the word of God, but he said instead, half of them stood up wow, wow. and applauded. Think about that. Think about that. There's half of the church is hurt and in, dire con- is in a serious condition, and we got to get back to the cross. We got to preach the blood of Jesus. We have to preach that Jesus saves and heals. We have to preach that Jesus is the only way, not many ways, but the only way to God the Father. We have to tell them the truth. Yes, we should. Should preachers express and convey and teach about the hurt and destruction and sin causes? Yes. The grasp and the power of sin can take one to their lowest lows of life. Make you lose sleep at night. Sin will bring troubles and pain upon yourself and your family, depending on the issue. It will destroy your joy. Cause you to lose your job, maybe. Some people lost their job because of the things they just, you know, just allowed in their life. And it affected it and poured over into their job. Rob you of your Peace. And sin will do much more. Ultimately, the devil wants you as believers to give up on him, to give up on God, and to turn back to the world, the flesh, and the devil, and ultimately destroy you. Amen. Amen. i got a comment. What you said about that preacher, his comment, the teacher's class. He said he wanted a response from him. He should have told him that was a test. You all failed. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Preach the truth. Yeah, Amen. Amen. If he was a pure preacher, he would have said that. But actually, right. that came from his heart because that's how he felt. He was sharing us. That's where he was. See, he he moved from this. If the shepherds leave, uh, go off a cliff, the cliff, she- the shepherd will take the plot, right? Amen. And he will have to answer for that. Amen. He will. Unless he repents. As long as he has breath, he has a chance to repent. If, but that's the thing. You have to repent and turn from. And all those that stood up. Because <coughs> it shows the condition of the heart. Amen. So, Paul's so Paul's addressing these 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. Uh, we we'll are just move, over back, move back to chapter 5. He said, Apostle Paul said this. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. And such fornication is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. Uh Uh-oh. And you are puffed up, boasting, right? You're proud. And have not rather mourned that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already, as though I were present concerning him that hath so done this deed. In other words, he he, he wasn't judging the hearts, but he was judging the action. He had a right to do that. He said, though I wasn't there, I'm judging this action as if I was already there. Verse 4, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together in my spirit, him being there in spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, to, to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus and I'm we'll going we'll to we'll go, go back to five here in a minute. Your glorying is not good. Know you not that a little leaveneth the whole lump. Okay. So the Apostle Paul says, Deliver such a one like that unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh. This person who is delivered unto Satan, okay, for the destruction of the flesh. In other words, this person is unrepentant, they are proud, and they're puffed up this person has no desire and uh, they're not mourning they're not they're not sorrowful of what they've done but rather they're rejoicing and they are proud and they are continuing in and you've prayed for them you've counseled them you took two or three to them as the scripture said and they still desire not to change for that person you let them go you turn them over to Satan you let them go in other words it's kind of like you put we put you outside of the cage now now you're out there. You're in, you're, you know, why for, for, did we turn them over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh? What, whatever, however crazy their life gets and whatever lowest lows they come to, we pray they don't lose their life. But whatever God has to do to shake them up, that they will repent. You see, God, we leave it to you. Don't 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 pray. Don't pray blessings over them. Don't nothing. Let them be. Right, because their desire is to destroy and to corrupt and to tear apart the congregation. You see, turn them over, let them go, let them be, let them be, put them out the church. Amen. Amen. Right, put them out, because they're unrepentant and they're boastful and they're proud of what they've done. They're they're not. I, I've sinned, and and my sin caused me to hurt the congregation to hurt. You know they're. they're Forgive me. They didn't have that attitude. No, they're boastful about it. You see? Oh, put them out. Right. They're boastful that they had their father's wife. They were the stepson in this case, right? They were boastful. Some are boastful of of their sin today. Some are boastful that they are carrying on the way they do and they're proud of their sin. See, that's the difference between a person who is born again versus someone who is a Christian who is may have struggles in some areas of their life. Why? Because the unredeemed, the sinner, those who are not saved, enjoys a sinful lifestyle, and they're not repentant. They don't care about or want to overcome or care about living holy because they have no obligation to. The Spirit of God is not in them. They're not saved. Versus the one who is saved, and maybe you're struggling in an area of your life. And, and, and you feel bad. You get convicted when you yield to the flesh in that area. But that Christian who is versus the person who's not saved, this is for the Christian. They're trying to overcome and get victory in those areas of their life. They hate it when they fail God and sin against them. They're grieved. They, they, they hurt. They feel convicted. Why? Because the Holy Spirit lives within you and He will convict you of sin. Amen? He will convict you of that. Why? Because He loves you. And the person who is saved, they desire with all their heart to overcome versus the the person who is not saved who enjoys that lifestyle, you see. And so the victory is at the cross, hallelujah, For for our salvation, for our redemption, for our deliverance. For for everything that we need through Jesus Christ and Him crucified, whom the Son has set free, He is free free indeed. Well, I don't feel free because, man, I just every time this thing happens, I just mm, every time I just I I yield and I get in the flesh. Well, listen, crucify, Crucify. amen. John three thirty. I must decrease that He may increase. Every day I'm taking my cross and I'm walking with him. Why? And see, as I I yield to the spirit of God, realizing that not in my own strength, not in my own power, not in my own ability can I overcome. But I need to rest and trust and continuously walk by faith in the one who already overcame. And when I'm resting in the one who already overcame and, 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 and quit laboring myself, but trust in the one who already purchased my victory, my deliverance, whatever it is that I need, everything that I need from God pertaining to holiness, to righteousness, to living for him, all comes by what Christ has done for us. At the cross. I will bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. Everything that we need. And so we'll finish off right here. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 8, to tie it all together. So we can get you over to hometown buffet. Or there is no more hometown buffet either. Okay. Ephesians chapter two. Amen. Ephesians chapter two, verse one through eight. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Were again, right? Has he quickened who were dead? In trespasses and sins, wherein in the times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. See, you were in the times past under the obedience and the control of the devil. Amen? But verse three says, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Thank God we're the children of the Most High. <laughs> verse four says, but God, say but God, but. say it again, but God. right, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us even when we were, there it is again, were dead in sins. Has he quickened us? That means to made alive, be made alive. Together with Christ, by grace are you saved. Hallelujah. Yeah. By grace are you saved, and has Raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Think about that. The spirit of the living God lives in you, but at the same time he's reigning in you, he's allowing you by the spirit to sit in heavenly places with him. Wow, that just blows my mind. Wow, right now. Not later, not tomorrow, but right now. He's allowed you to sit in heavenly places. And he's also reigning and living and dwelling in you on this earth as well. Not only what? Not only died. Right now. Not after, but right now. Say right now. For by grace, verse 8, for by grace are you saved through faith and not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship. See, this is why we can't do those things, because we are the workmanship of Christ Jesus. Why? For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. See, these are the things we should walk in. Not in sin, not living like the Gentiles do. Verse 11 says, wherefore, remember that you being in the times past Gentiles like the Gentiles in the flesh who were called on circumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at the time you were without or outside of Christ, you weren't in the body of Christ, but but you were separated. OK, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope. And without God in the world. So you you had no hope in the world. You were separated. Oh, oh, but look but, yeah, but, now, but look, now. But now. Again. But now. But now. Say but now. but now. In Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made near. Hallelujah. By the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For he is our peace who hath made both one and one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished or destroyed or taken away in the flesh, the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in the ordinances for to make himself of twain, make two a new man, so making peace. So in other words, two become one. Why? Because we are one in Christ Jesus, that he might reconcile both unto uh, unto God in one body, by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, by the cross, Jews and Gentiles. Amen? So is it biblically correct to say we are sinners saved by grace? I want you to think about that. If, so if that's the case, when he always wrote, did he say to the sinners in Ephesus, to the sinners in Corinth? He said to the saints. Amen? He said to the saints. Now, but the reason why, well, you know a lot of times why we say um, we're sinners saved by grace. We, we, listen, you, you look at look, look what you're saying. We are sinners saved by grace. We were, we were sinners. Now saved by grace. Amen. Now, can as Christians, we have the ability to steal sin? Of course. What does 1 John 1 says? Right. He who says he has no sin is a liar and the truth is not within him. So, yes, as Christians, we can't we, and we, we will sin or yield to the flesh at times. Thank God for His grace and mercy. And as we stated earlier, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. But if we are saved, our position is righteousness and holiness. This is your position now. Through the blood of Christ Jesus. Sin was our condition before the cross, but we received a blood transfusion at Calvary and became a new creature in Christ. Therefore, we have a new identity in God through Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise today, man. Amen, huh? Amen. 19 through 22. Amen. All right, let's catch that real quick. Amen. For through Him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Verse 19, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, no more, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. And whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together for the habitation of God through the Spirit. That's our position. That's where we're supposed to be. Amen. Give the Lord praise today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for whom the Son sets free. We're free, free by the blood of the Lamb. You've delivered us and brought us from the power and the grasp of sin, not so that we can jump and dive back into it, living however we want to live. But, Lord, if there's areas as believers that we fall short, Lord, and we need your overcoming hand and power, Lord, you've won that for us also at the cross, so, Lord, let us submit that and surrender that at your feet, Lord, so that you can take that up, Lord, and you can give us the victory that we need, Lord, to rest in you, Lord, to trust in you, to know that you have already overcame for us. We don't have to try to overcome. You've already overcame. So we, have, so we tr- continuously live by faith in what you've done for us, Lord. Lord, that we just die every day, die daily, die to the flesh, die to our own desires. As the scripture says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. As the apostle Paul was talking to the believers, for the flesh works against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh that you may not do that which is expedient. And so, Lord, we just thank you right now by your spirit, by your might, by your power. We can, for we can do all that you have called us to do. And we thank you, Lord. And let us have a spirit of compassion and mercy on others, Lord, in Jesus' name. May everyone said, amen. amen and amen. Blessings. Amen. <laughs>